alive. What is going on? Good evening, everybody out there in Spo World. It is the Spocast, uh, episode number six, I believe. Seven, seven, seven. Wow, we've been we've been kind of a little off with the number. Well, it's, well, it's episode seven here. So, uh, Rob Sanderson here with Johnny Cashmere and Big Eighties Donnie B. Your Monday night uh, discussion here, seven thirty Eastern. Guys, how's it going? Going well, my friend. Going I very see well. Johnny didn't get the uh, what is this like a blush pink color tonight that we're both uh wearing here? Yeah, well, mine's my official Miami Vice t shirt. Look at there that, you go. Miami Vice, baby. Best TV show of all time. I'll take no other substitute. Yep. I probably shouldn't admit something right now, though. Uh oh, go Uh-oh. ahead, say it. Go ahead, Sanderson. Uh, what's that streaming on? Because I'm gonna have to take a watch for the first wait time. a minute hold on a minute let's back up for a second because this shit oh, might boy. come to a halt. we got derailed in you, minute one you're telling you're telling me that you've never watched an episode or a second of miami vice and you don't know who sonny crockett or rico tubbs are guilty oh, oh holy no. christ yeah we have such when, hopes for you rob when the aliens come for us they're gonna go through us like grant took richmond that's all i'm gonna say we're gonna go we're gonna get bulldozed in less than 24 hours Oh, Rob. I, I have no I idea what that means, but it doesn't sound good. So. No, it doesn't. It's an iconic yeah. look. Everyone can close their eyes and picture Don Johnson with the white suit and the big lapels in Miami with the you know the, the pastel colors. Yes. I'll send and, you a link, And Rob. like I said a, a couple of weeks ago, like I had a white suit, and a lot of people made those comments. And I remember at that time I was like, oh, I got to actually watch this, and then I forgot. So mm-hmm. uh, I will write that down. I mean, that's that's the positive side of things is I'll get to experience it for the very first time as opposed to me like going back and watching you 24 it. for a 10th time or something. So I'm going to quiz you and I'm going to ask okay. you how Zito and Zytek met his untimely demise on a certain episode. You better have the answer. Oh, boy. <laughs> Pressure is on. Yes. That's right. Man. Let's get that's rolling. Right. So yeah. uh, it is Monday wrapping up a, a weekend here. I know it was a busy one and uh, saw some clips popping up on social media from the old ECW arena. Uh, Mr. Cashmere, how did that uh, go on Saturday? Well, it was all day Saturday you were there? Yeah, we were there all day Saturday for the Icons convention uh, at first. Uh, and then we had the match against the Bald Villains in the evening. Um, so let me see if I can get this thing. There's some, uh, I actually got to be on the microphone in the arena for the first time in years and years. And it was like a homecoming. It was quite wonderful. And there's all three of us, me in the back seats, did our, our arena return. And it felt like home. You know, the crowd was great and we got some dollars and uh, it was a lot of fun. So great time. What's it like for you stepping in that building now with how much time you spent in there in the past, like before all the renovations and stuff? It was neat. You know, the building owner, Roger, welcomed me home and stuff. That was nice. But so Roger was, is still there. Wow. I haven't seen yeah. him. And yep. I was happened. more excited to wrestle the bald villains and to meet them and talk to them and pick their brains and hear some of the stories they were telling and stuff and just learning from their demeanor and the way they discuss things before the match. Um, it was a learning experience. And uh, man, 
I need to get those guys into SPO because as far as tag team goes, they're so innovative and novel. So I loved it. I've never met uh, Simon, um, but I have some positive experiences with Matt Raywalt. And he was in ESW about two years ago, maybe. But uh, even quick story way back in the day, I was down in Orlando and uh, the late, great Brody Lee uh, took us out to some barbecue uh four rivers smokehouse winter park florida shout out to them um and matt raywalt aiden english accompanied us we're in line kind of standing through waiting for our barbecue and looking at the drinks and he picks up this uh this bottle and he's like "Ooh, this looks good local root beer Have you had this local root beer and i'm like what? local root beer I'm like local to what whatever <laughs> it was locale so anytime i saw him after that <laughs> i had to tease him about that but yeah <laughs> Well, I don't, let me know, I don't know if the low, ca low calorie root beer was good, but it, I don't think it was local to to Orlando. Brother Simon Gotcha's thigh is as big as my torso. <laughs> the shape these I never guys met are. them. Yeah, I never met the three of them. But Aiden, Matt, is he's he's married to Eddie's daughter, right? Eddie Guerrero's daughter. I'm pretty sure that's his yeah. wife. Eddie, one of Eddie Shaw. Guerrero's daughters. Shaw, right? Yep. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I remember that. Um, I never met Chicago. John Huber. Yeah. Well, shoot, I never met him. Did you know uh, Luke Harper, Johnny? Yeah, we used him on some of PW events back in the day, and I met him up in uh, NWA Upstate when I used to wrestle for Rosario. Everybody that knows me that knows him is like, dude, you would have loved him. You would have. And I'm like, yeah, I, I wish I would have met him, man. Just, you know, what a goddamn shame that was. Holy Christ. Yeah. Oh. Um, no, I mean, he was, a, he was one of my best friends for a couple decades. Um, really? So it's, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we even called some hockey together uh the last time i no saw him shit. and stuff so um but yeah it's uh yeah there's i mean i could do a podcast on stories with some of that stuff, we should but, let's yeah. let's do that one day maybe uh you know a nice little retrospective at the beginning of next year of people we've lost or something like bray and i never met yeah. him i always heard good things about him but fuck, Same. man you, you got to yeah. all you got is the memories at the end bro that's it that's all we got yeah yeah, for sure. Good on you, man. Yeah, we'll do that once. You can head that up, man. We'll do that one, Sean. I'd like to hear those stories. I know. I mean, unfortunately, at this point, there's I mean, there's so many people that kind of fall into that category over the years that I'm sure we've all got stories of and stuff that Good. they um, should be chronicalized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so not to jump too far ahead, but uh it's December 18th somehow, which means Christmas is a week from today. Yikes. Uh that also means that uh Spo is now just under 13 days away. Yep. Yep. A big debut, and, Burlington City. Yep. Uh, are you ready for it? <laughs> getting excited. I was just telling Donnie that the night before the show, I'm going to feel like I didn't do enough, no matter how much I do. Yeah. So I'm sort of just agreeing to disagree with myself. But yeah, I'm excited. Uh, tickets are going. We're, I'm super excited that tickets are selling. Um, we just announced the name of the show is Silver and Gold for the holidays, the old Burl Live song from Rudolph. And uh, we announced a new match uh the tag title match actually is now announced and it's going to be uh the golden era versus the backseat boys and that's literally silver versus gold so wow that's cool yeah i thought i had it here i could have sworn i had the picture ready to show i see it up in the right hand corner oh i uploaded it to the wrong thing there it is it's up in the wrong corner yeah very okay. cool yeah so that's going to be pretty exciting i'm excited for that um and then uh, we also we have, don't want to do spoilers, but do we know with uh, tag team titles if uh, belts may be gold or silver or is that we'll have to see what happens. We may use the Trent 
tag belts for now, just for one show or two until um, we really get going. We'll see. But also another announcement is Mr. Tattoo in Burlington is going to tattoo Christina Marie this Friday. (laughs) That's the 22nd. We're going to live stream it. We're going to talk to her about her match with Rebecca Scott, and we're going to watch her get tattooed, and she will debut the tattoo on the 31st in the women's match. So that's pretty cool. I'll tell you what, that would have been – yeah, that would have been a good step for a match. The loser had to get the winner's name tattooed on their body somewhere. I've never seen that before. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be. Tough to get people to agree to do like a hair versus hair match. That that one sounds really tough. But Yeah, um, I mean, anything. That's it. Yeah, I mean, speaking of tough, I mean, gotten to know Christina Marie fairly well through her ESW appearances in the last couple of years, and um, I, she's as tough as anybody in the business. But is she going to no sell the uh, tattooing, or we'll be see? Like I, a lot of the rest of us are. <laughs> I think she's thinking about back, like upper back. So I'm not sure. I don't know. If, I've never gotten one there. I don't know if that hurts or not. But we'll see. She's going to send me a picture of what she's getting soon. So nice. Yeah, pretty cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And so then, so that, that, so Saturday, you had all that stuff at the twenty three hundred arena, uh, and then there was more on uh, Sunday as well. Yeah, Sunday we uh, Sunday hell froze over. If you if you checked, uh, and we showed back up at CCW. <laughs> wow, the back seats are back in Combat Zone Wrestling. Mind blown. Um, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. Let me tell you something. I wouldn't feel right if I didn't say uh, if I didn't give a testament to how hard that locker room worked on Sunday they didn't do rest holds it's it's a nuanced audience and it's a nuanced product it's just fast moving hard hitting some of the energy these guys exert in their matches it's pretty crazy and I feel like there's like cells of me still in the product from my youth your DNA, my DNA. Exactly. And like, I feel like I've reconnected with it in a way. And like, I just want to see these guys do good. I don't care what I have to do. I just want to see them do good. And they're working their asses off. And uh, it's so refreshing to see. It really is. So um, that was a lot of fun. Um, I got to see my old uh, student, Gabby, who helps run the run the locker room. So um, some of the best talent is there. Deshaun Pratt, is breaking out. Uh, Griffin McCoy is breaking out. Miles Hawkins, the rep, Donnie. You should have oh. seen. You should have seen their match yesterday, bro. The you know one- I love the new back seats, right? Yeah. But I'm telling you, in my opinion, if the, you could go one or two on this, I think the rep are the best overall team that's TV ready on the independence in the United States. I'll say the new back seats might have the most potential as a young team. If somebody was starting something, but as far as to, if wrestling was a claw machine, it could just come down and pluck talent and just insert it into something automatically. If I was running a promotion tomorrow, one of my first draft picks, if not my first draft pick from the world of the Indies uh, would be the rep. Those guys are awesome. They look legit. They can work. I love the rep, dude. I'm telling you, as you run these events, you got to get them. I love them. I absolutely, I'm a huge fan of them. I try to get them in Impact Wrestling. Maybe it's still going to happen. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, and, they're awesome. And their minds, Donnie. I yes. had a conversation with them, and it was a, it was a Jedi lightsaber spar, and it was beautiful. I love yeah, bro. Them. And their promos are believable. They're just real. That's the problem yeah. with with indies, man. Especially indies, but wrestling in general. 
Nobody sounds believable. A lot of people don't. They do. When you were listening to it, you said, holy shit, like th- those guys are legit. I love the rep. And Miles Hawkins, I've been tooting the Miles Hawkins since uh, he, I was turned on to him by Danny McDevitt. When we did the show last December, I asked Dan McDevitt, Corporal Punishment from Maryland Championship Wrestling, who I wanted representatives from all over the country for that six-way we did, the Sinister Six-Way. I said, who's the best gunslinger you got, Dan? Who is it? And automatically, he said, Miles Hawkins. He's my guy. He's the he's the he's from here. He's our rep. He's the one. He's our representative. He's our gemstone for the Infinity Gauntlet. And I said, bring him up. And I could I was blown away, man. The ninety nine percent Miles Hawkins, I kid, sky's the limit. You will be hearing that name in twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six. He's a young player. He's he's ready to break out. I'm telling you right now, man. He's going to be something big, in my he's opinion. Big. For the Indies, he's real big. Like physically, he's not a small dude. None no. of them. Are. And the way he carried himself amongst it. And when he got there, he looked around the locker room and he knew he was in with some some sharks in our locker room last December. And I said, this is where you belong, bro, with your peers. You want to swim with the big dogs? This is it, man. Look around this locker room. You're Cardona and Myers and Buck and Aaron Stevens, all these guys. And you're right here, dude. This is where you belong. And he carried himself like a pro. And I could sing the highest of praises for that young man. And, and if Corporal Punishment recommends somebody, you know he's going to be a home run, dude. Yeah, you're right. He is from Baltimore, he told me. And uh, everything he does is believable. A lot of those guys, everything they're doing is believable. There you go. That's, that's the goddamn key. I've been saying it for like the last two years. Believability. Believability. Nobody believes somebody who looks like shit out there and can't break an egg. Um, it's all believability, dude. I know Donnie B's 51. What does he know? He never did shit in the business. You're right. But I know believability. And those guys have it. The rep, Miles Hawkins. Yeah, so Sorry. you see what I mean. So they're doing good. And you know what? Me and DJ Hyde, there's no heat there. Yeah, we were competitors at the arena back in the day. But who gives a shit? I don't have heat with anybody. Uh, Wrestling heat is the stupidest thing in the entire history of the human race. It's like two cavemen having yeah. heat over who created fire first in the cave. You know what I mean? It's just so yeah. asinine. Just be happy you're warm. Yeah. Uh, there's, the dollars out there in the independent wrestling scene are so fickle as they as, as it is. You're going to argue over a few dimes. and it, yeah. Don't trip over dollars while you're chasing quarters. That's what I tell everybody, man. Well, Get that's out there. One, work. Of the, like, one of the things that's gotten like all the technology advances in the last couple of decades, most of those are positive, but yes, the increase in social media, like that's the one thing that has not gone away in the past couple of decades. It's only increased with the Facebook keyboard, keyboard warriors and all that kind of stuff. The, the drama that just doesn't need to be there. Yeah. So stupid, dude. I don't understand that for a second. Cause none of it, cause Rob, none of it sells a ticket. Not right. one ounce of drama and bullshit and arguments. And I love when I see these indie shows that draw 30 people and the guy spent two months arguing with each other, working an angle on the internet, on each other's Facebook page and this and that. I'm like, what is this shit? And none of it draws any money, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. What do um, I know? Well, it's interesting. I mean, some of the stuff you're talking about there with like the if you were drafting and stuff, I almost feel like that's a, we might have to put biases aside, but that could be a fun night of doing a little, like a draft of independent stars that are TV ready that haven't had a contract yet. Cause a lot Absolutely. of names come right to mind out there um, of guys that should be on radars. If they're not, let's already. do that in 2024. Yeah. Rob, so why don't we do that? Like the first or second show in 2024, let's do us, Johnny, you, the three of us or whoever, 
let's come up with our rosters and rules for the draft, and we'll draft our rosters if we were starting a company in 2024. There'd be mm-hmm. some parameters, like you said. You can't currently bundle you under contract, or maybe you can't pick anybody from anywhere, whatever. that That's pretty fun. Let's do that one night. Nice. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. You know what else I was thinking is fun? If anyone has old wrestling posters. Oh, I actually I have love, a few. I love looking at jabroni wrestling posters from back in the day. The the jabroni are the better, bro. Like, here's here's one. Want to look at one here? This, this was from <laughs> Bill After ran... Meet a pro wrestler after Temple Sinai Men's Religious Club and had me and Nick Burke come. Look at this from 2007. From 12 to noon, there was a hot dog lunch. <laughs> I love how specific that is, too. Right. Did you say from 12 to noon? 12 is noon. Oh, 12, <laughs> 12 <laughs> noon. And then at 12.30, the wrestling program starts. The Know Your Holds demonstration, the Ask the Pro Wrestler, and the Pro Wrestler Imitation Contest. You know Nick Burke was all over that one. Because uh, you're, they can't see it, but the two superstars on the poster, which were used to draw on the fans, were Johnny Cashmere, and it said, what did that say? Pro Wrestling Unplugged and, t- and Independent and Star? Independent. Yeah. And I'm my I almost gouged my eyes out of my head, but I think it said, yeah, there it is, Nick Burke, WWF TV and Independent Star, huh? I must have been asleep during those uh, appearances, but he no, he did a couple things on on Heat or whatever. I think he wrestled Nova actually. I'm yeah. almost positive he did. Well, me well, that him makes and, him a star. Now you know I was trying to think when me him and Lawler and Lawler when me him and Actor drove together in a car and did karaoke, and I'm thinking, what would we have all been booked on together? And this is it. This is when we drove and did karaoke on the way there, the whole way. We sat. How long was that? How long was that drive? Hour hour something like that not too long hour 10 okay so when you go to heaven can you ask for that hour or so back of your life because you're never you're never <laughs> going to get it otherwise because that sounds like it could be absolute you nick burke and bill after in a car for an hour oh god it was I thrown myself out the front window and underneath my own tires if that if hey, i was in that car james corden stole the karaoke gimmick off us brother yep he sure did <laughs> delusions <laughs> of grandeur that's my yeah. 15 minutes of fame right there I came uh, up with carpool karaoke. Oh, introduce me after the lunacy. Uh, I think we got something to talk Here's about. 15, 15 minutes of fame. Starring Donnie B, otherwise known as Don. <laughs> well, I think this week's topic is something that was really irritating me for the last couple of weeks. And it's the subject of these Dallas Cowboys. Oh. No, that, well, that's that's easy pickings. <laughs> Go but Bills. I've been seeing this. Pro, oh yeah, bro, they, they look great. This proliferation online of these seminars and uh, schools and events and all this shit being run by people who have no idea what they're doing. They never did shit, nothing in the business. They're nobodies. They're just goofs doing a cash grab. Let me give you an example. I saw something a couple week or two ago, and it said somebody was having a goddamn seminar on promoting. And it was from somebody who I've never heard of. It doesn't mean that he's not a promoter. But I just was saying to myself, unless you're Lou D'Angeli or Gay Sapolsky or Danny McDevitt or some of these guys that really, truly know what they're doing promoting, you got some balls putting out on the internet that you're going to run a goddamn promoter seminar or these clowns that say 
before the show this Saturday from two to four is the seminar with Mr. X or whoever. And you go, who? And you look at their little resume or their little uh, biography and it says uh, wrestled six times last year in the Midwest or made it out all as far as the Mason Dixon line. And you go, Jesus Christ, like, uh, oh, it's only $25 a person. Just these pathetic cash grabs. My advice to everybody out there, do your research. Don't fall for none of this nonsense. I'm not talking about real ones. If there's a seminar being run by, like, Pat Buck or M-Dog out in the Midwest, stuff like that, if it's real and these guys have actually accomplished something, then by all means, go do it. But for all you pieces of shit out there that are taking money like vampires from the boys and the girls and living on their teeth, that you got some, you got a lot of nerve, man, doing that shit. You're just disgraces to the business. You have no right being in it. And get out. That's what I say. You make a mess of my house. Get out. To quote, Andy yes, Durant. you're a disgrace. Charging the boys like a goddamn parasite. And the poor misguided boys pay it because they just want to get ahead and because they're using the one tool that promoters know they have and that will never go away. And that's hope. Every promoter, the way they get guys to do stuff for them for either cheap or free is the promise of a better tomorrow, whether that's more money, another booking advancement on the card, work in a different company. That's the secret weapon that every promoter has. The power over you to let you believe that they're going to enrich your career. And once you realize that 99% of them are just full of shit and they just want you to work for free, like, hey, brother, I'll get you on the next one. Uh, there's still a lot of that shit going on. Then you, when the boys take the power back and they say, no, nah, that ain't happening, dude. We're not working for you, you goof for free. Like, we're not doing that. Well, then the boys will be better off. When I say boys, I mean the girls too. But I mean, when they when the workers do that, they'll have the power back. But until then, the promoter will always hold the reins when it comes to any kind of dissertation, any kind of like, you know, uh, talking back and forth about money, any kind of negotiation, anything. The promoter will always have the power. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> Donnie, it's funny you say that because schools are popping up everywhere all of a sudden. Do you notice that? Everyone's got a wrestling school. But it's then- so stupid. I think Danny still does his thing at the monster factory. I'm not too keen on Like, I don't know a lot about its operation. It's been around a while. It looks like it's pretty cool. I'll just on my, this is Don Bucci talking, Donnie B big eighties. The only school that I could recommend to a young man or woman trying to get in the professional wrestling business is wrestle pro. That's it. I'm not saying there's not more. I'm just saying from my point of view, the one that's the most professionally run by men and women who know what they're doing, that are creating stars that are close to at least being TV ready or semi TV ready is WrestlePro based out of Rawway, Pat Buck, Kevin Matthews, uh, Brian Myers with Creative Pro. That deal they got going with all those talents up there. They know what they're doing. So if you're a young man or woman, you want to get in the business in the tri-state area, look up WrestlePro. That's my advice. You don't have to take it. I'm just saying from what I've seen and the people that I've dealt with, that's where I would turn my attention, WrestlePro. Especially in North Jersey. Um, Down here in South Jersey, I'm going to try to get something going soon that I'm hoping to announce. And that's cool. But think of of like you go to Philly. You have Drew Gulak. And Wheeler Yuta with their own school over there now, and Joker that they got really good trainers and Lucky Thirteens over there training all the time. And Rob Dimensions' kid, uh, Kurt Robinson, is there. 
Um, and like that's a great example, Johnny. Like I have no idea who most of those people you, that you just mentioned are, and that's not a knock on them. But if let's say you could get these eight to ten small groups together or small schools and, and make something bigger if everybody could come together somehow you'd have uh, you'd have something but to have all these splinter cells all over the place like are any of them gonna really excel other than i mean your your thing seems to be going pretty good but everybody else man i don't get it just throw up a ring we'll just fuck around and have fun and we'll just train each other that sounds great and that's the thing that the heart and soul donnie I, you know with pw it took me forever i've racked my brain how to fibrillate energy into its heart and make it live and somehow along the way it did come to life but i'm not sure what the hell we did to make it come to life and to try to recreate that is not easy and you know some when you're in a locker room and there is a life to it a a heart and soul you feel it immediately and when it's not you notice it's not and you don't get that often but czw had that they had a heart and soul uh that was pumping when i was wrestling for them just like when I go up to Canada, Greek Town, there's a heart and soul in Greek Town, man. You feel it pumping as you're out there. You ever do when you're for Rob? What's up? You ever been to a Greek Town show? No, but it's on my list to definitely get to. Um, and obviously, you know, Channing's been working uh, ESW a little bit more and stuff. So uh, I, I plan on making it up there soon. Probably not next week, but um, no. And I mean, I'll give a shout out too to like I think a lot of that that you're talking about, like the the locker room can get together a lot of times when the promoter cares about the wrestlers and it's obvious. And so shout out to Brett Mednick from ESW who did a, the annual ESW Christmas party over the weekend, gets everybody together, puts out some, a table of food and stuff um, like an open bar kind of thing. Like if that's like, that's the kind of like family like feeling that there are companies, there are feds out there that have that. And there's other ones where people just show up and do my match and leave, you know, you yep. gotta have that, you, it's like people are going to get paid regardless or whatever or something but if they have that energy in them that they want to make this the best show possible then that's how you get it i mean it's yeah. a give and take and it's always a good sign when the wrestlers are at the curtain yeah excited when the match is over in the ring like yeah my boy's doing good out there man and there's a genuine there's not it's not competition it's encouragement you know and um I, when you have that kind of an atmosphere there's a lot of growth you know um, and I'm not back in hundred percent ring shape yet, but I'm getting there, but wrestling guys like the bald villains and going back into the CZW and have, and Greek town, it's, it's getting me off my ass, man. I'm starting to do more cardio just to keep up. So how long is that trip to Greek town on a morning after Christmas? Oh, it'll probably be overnight. Yeah. Christmas night in about six hours. Roughly. That's not bad. Yeah. Whatever. But the boys know, bro, like Johnny, you remember like there's certain shows we would go to be like, eh. We got to do this tonight. All right, let's just do it. And then there's like when we would go out for bad crew, like out there, we would legitimately be excited because we knew we were going to be taken care of. and It'd be a good time. And as a talent, when I was just a talent, like a manager, I could definitely like there were some shows I did just to get the, the payday. I was like, well, fuck it. It's ring time. We'll do a gimmick. We'll get some shit on tape. But there was other shows where we couldn't wait to get there. We're like, oh, man, this is going to be great. But that's the difference when you have a whole locker room of people like, oh, shit, man, it's Wednesday shit man this saturday night is uh the pcw show or pro wrestling on it's gonna be awesome dude rather than eh, it's five o'clock on saturday i better go down to the show and do my match 
I mean, there's certain guys I'm telling you that uh, I won't name them, but they used to, they look like they used to get bothered during their morning breakfast to get all, get away from the table and go do their match and just phone it in. Like, yeah. and there was others like for Dennis and stuff. We couldn't wait to get there. It was an adventure each weekend. And that's what I used. That's what I miss about the business. Just that kind of thing. Yeah. But, the business uh, was lucky to have them is how they looked at it. Right. Yeah. The business was lucky to have them rather than they were lucky to be there. But when you can get that group, that's all working together for the common goal to propel the company forward rather right. than just themselves. You can get yourself over and in the same time, get everybody else over. Enough and when the guys, re- yeah, when, whenever, when everybody realizes that it's, it's so much better, dude. Agreed. Agreed. Real quick, Rob, we I'm announcing a host for the show. Tantalizing Tony. He appeared at icons recently. You might recognize him. He's got a podcast. Um, him and actually his daughter right there on the left. She's a voiceover specialist who does wonderful. So they're going to actually host the event, kind of like ring announcer, invite people. You know, it's a family friendly thing. Uh, so you got to have the red carpet. Are you going to have the red carpet? Probably not this time. Um, but possibly come WrestleMania weekend, maybe that's a great idea. Uh, it was all we did it uh, last October when we had the Mark Henry show. It was the pre-show. For an hour and it was the red carpet arrival and everybody we had a red carpet set up with shane fair was the host and everybody we did a promo we had a backdrop with an actual red carpet and just the uh, scomp things with the red ropes and all it was awesome dude nice yeah did that with pw a couple times too uh three maybe three, i stole from you i remember yeah. at least one of those yeah yeah we did a crazy tailgate too the tailgate was fun in pw oh, that's a cool idea that would be cool yeah that was cool what do you think of the tattooing gimmick as a like you know like her getting tattooed you got to think people are going to pop on instagram live just to see for a few minutes at least right yeah i think the intrigue is what she, i i would almost not reveal what it is or where it is until friday brilliant love it of course it is yeah tune in to find out that's part of the intrigue awesome awesome um I talked to Romeo Roselli recently uh, from the heart, heartthrobs, heartbreakers, yes. heartthrobs. Uh, he's tagged with Nick Matteo. Check this out, Donnie. Giovanni <laughs> Roselli appears as Batman Beyond now at kids' birthdays. <laughs> Dude, I'm the biggest fan of this guy. What a humble, talented, beautiful man that he would do this. And he does it so good. Look at him. He really looks like Batman. I mean, the dude is jacked. He looks kind of yeah. like, like Batman really would. Yeah. I could see it. So check out Giovanni Roselli on Facebook and book him for your kid's birthday party. The man. Rose. The Rose yeah. Giovanni Roselli. Yeah, man. He's the real Batman. I'm just the impression guy. I just fake yeah, bro. it. He's the guy. Yeah, bro. Like but he's, he's going to come on. He can't, kid, yeah. he can't make it tonight. But I told him that for him to come on and us to tell some old stories and stuff would be great, Donnie. So he agreed. He was there back in the day with Jackie and Thomas. That was from some of his first bookings. Jackie yep, had an eye Jackie. for talent. We'll explain her one day. But she had an eye for talent. Chichi Cruz, yep. Roselli, Kazarian, me, you, Nova, Trent. She really did, dude. Okay. She had, oh, and remember my favorite play, my play, my favorite action figure of all time, Sean O'Hare? Sean O'Hare. <laughs> When she booked Sean O'Hare, the late great, awesome Sean O'Hare, and John, I was talking with him like a whole night. I hung out with him, and Johnny Cashmere accused me of cracking open my new action figure and playing with it all night. Sean O'Hare, we were so excited. Remember <laughs> Sean O'Hare? Like, he was in the, the locker room. With us. Yeah, yeah, and in the locker room, he pulled out a, a shaver for his like face and started shaving his thighs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's over. But yo, he was so he, awesome. Would you agree with me that like of all time? He's one of the best looks I've ever seen in pro wrestling. Oh, ever. I, I honestly thought he was going to be one of the biggest stars 
coming down the pike. When I first saw him and saw him work and his just the look, the intensity, I was like, this guy is impossible, impossible for him not to print money. Right. And then life has a funny way of getting in the way. Ahead of his time, though. I mean, look at his look with the hair and the build. He would fit in today. He'd be Oh, my the God, man. dude. It was insane. He was great. Speaking of the Such man, do you, see they got, do you see they got Shamrock coming back? To what? To WWE now with the deal. Like, I guess his legend or something. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I'm excited. I have an awesome Ken Shamrock story real quick because you guys love the old stories. We were up doing the TVs. We were extras. It was myself, Rocco Dorsey, uh, Lupus. Danny McDevitt might have been there. I don't know if Inferno was there. I forget who was there. So we're in the locker room, in the locker room with the WWE superstars. Like, I forget who everybody was in there. And for some reason, Lupus thought it was a good idea. He had this little rubber ball in his hand. And he was, like, bouncing it on the floor against the wall, just killing time. And for, I still don't know how this was possible. The rubber ball hit the wrong way on the floor. And who do you think the rubber ball hit sitting across from Kent? In the locker room. Goddamn ball Kent ball. Shamrock, dude. The ball fucking ball. rubber ball hit Kent Shamrock. And me and Rocco Dorsey just looked at each Kent Shamrock looked down. He just picked up the ball. And me and Rocco Dorsey just looked at each other because we were like, if he comes over to kill Lupus, there's nothing we can do. Even if we were armed with weapons, there's nothing we can do to prevent this. And he just said, here you go. And Kent was like, oh, I apologize, sir. And I remember Rocco Dorsey was like, put that fucking ball away. I'm going to stick it up your ass. And then uh, we hightailed it out of there. But that's one of the memories, dude. I'm thinking I'm thinking him and Heyman will go in the Hall of Fame in Philly. What do you think? I think it's Heyman. And I, it has to be Dreamer. I, 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 it has to be Tommy Dreamer. Because if you're putting – I already told Tommy Dreamer, if he doesn't mention me and Nova in his, in his full Hall of Fame speech – we're done. We've been friends with Tommy for like 30 years, like legit friends. And I said, bro, if you don't mention, mention me in some way, shape, or form as a master ribber or something in your speech, we're, I'm never talking to you again. So he will. I love Dreamer. I think him and Paul. I think you put Paulie in there, and then this has never been done as far as I know. You could put ECW in there as a whole, which I think would be pretty cool. And you have oh, Tommy as the representative. That's a neat idea, Donnie. Yeah, just put the company itself in the Hall of Fame. So you would have to say the um, what's the word uh, when a case the the precedents would be yes. the horseman, the horseman, the NWO. Yeah, you could put ECW in there. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Sure. But I would have Dreamer in there. He's earned it. Dreamer's the man. I love Tommy Dreamer. I always will. He's wrestling so. the Friday night before Mania at the ECW Arena. They announced it. The night, the Friday night. So, yeah, I wish nothing but if I ever hit super mega millions or whatever the hell it is, Tommy Dreamer will be taken care of. I'll put it right here on this radio, but I will mm -hmm. definitely take care of Tommy. He deserves it. Wrestling calls is here from Australia. What's up, my man? Yes. Yeah, let me know the update on the um, Donnie V downloads. Uh, yeah, the, the the downloads and the um, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know. Put it in the chat and I'll share it. So yeah, so where were we? believe we've got a promo for uh yeah we do we have the promo this was sent in uh by the silk city kings um pitman and bengal uh tag team from uh north jersey uh they train uh with the backseat so these guys are really good tag team and um this is a guy from cbs news local affiliate so let's watch this real quick 
Stephen Fabian here at the Team Adams training facility waiting to see if we can get a word. Oh, Silk City Kings, guys, hang on one second. I know you've got your debut match coming up at SPO, your first time there against the Slime Balls. What's going through your minds right now? Listen, the Kings are in the building to do what we do best, put in that work. We're here to train, break a sweat, and we're going to get ready for the Slime Balls, right, dog? Look, 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 let me tell you something. Just listen. Slime Balls, we hope you're ready. Because on that day, we definitely going to be ready. Big SEK. All day, baby. Ooh, that match, December 31st, New Year's Eve, Silk City Kings and the Slime Balls. All nice. right, and pretty they, good. Yeah, and they sent that to us. So I love that. It, yeah. it showed initiative. Yeah, it showed initiative, creativity. It was well done. It wasn't in their goddamn mother's basement with a towel in the back of them on a shaky screen. Imagine that. It was short and to the point. It meant something. That was pretty good, man. It was, and they got a real interviewer guy. But how about let's let's talk about something. In the beginning, they say they're live at Team Adams. That's that's Damian Adams School up there. So at first, I'm like, geez, like, whoa. And then I realized he just spoed on Spo. He just used wow these wrestlers uh, doing a promo to get his product placed inside. So he spoed at Spo. I at first, I'm like, what? And then I'm like. To quote Ray Selinski, Dan Aykroyd from Tommy Boy, you threw one by me, kid. Savor the flavor, because it sure as shit won't happen again. But other than that, I'm a mark for it. <laughs> but yeah, so it should be great. a pretty good tag match, them and the Slime Balls. And the Slime Balls actually slimed someone Sunday at CZW, Donnie. Hold on. What do you mean slime? Like in a bucket of slime? Yep. We're talking you can't do that on television. Whole nine yards. Oh. That you know is what tremendous, I told them? dude. Huh. You know what I told them? I sent them a link of the locker jokes. Do you remember that? No. Is that from that show? Yep. It was the Canadian kids were all in different lockers and they'd open it up and go, hey, Margie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I told them, what if they do that with bathroom stalls? Oh, it's a good way to get your ass kicked. <laughs> I mean, well, they, they, they do the stall, bro. They do bathroom stall promos, Donnie. They're over. I got to see them, but listen, you know, the fact, just the fact that we're kind of talking about them being something different is what is the key. If not, you're just two goofy guys that are just, you know, on some kind of team. There's, there's a handful of them out there that are pretty decent. We talked you got the back seats, the rep slime balls and all these other guys. You got to keep it going, man. No reason you guys can't have the cream of the crop. Yep. And they're debuting at NWA. They already did promos and they're going to be wrestling for them uh, coming up soon. So, oh, good. Uh, look at this one, uh, Rob. Todd Brantley's asking, hey, guys, hope all is well. Happy holidays. Johnny, any chance to come back to ESW in the new year? Um, luckily, my boy, Rob Sanderson, put in a word for the back seats, and we're going to be there January 19th, I believe. Which is Friday, January 19th, yeah. Which is exciting. And, uh, 11 also, months. I believe, a uh, three-time PWU champion also booked for that show uh, in Two Cold Scorpio, which I, I will say this, like um, – whenever my paths have crossed with him over the years, like nothing but amazing experiences. I have never once seen a locker room via Facebook. So excited for a name to come into a show as every single one in ESW has been posting about Scorpio coming into that show. That's that's the best reputation you can have. 
Hell yeah. He was in PWU as our champion, and he was working with guys half his size and treating them like they were monsters. He was willing to get in that rope swing, jungle gym, crazy, crazy match I made up. Yeah. yeah. And he went off the top of the cage through a table on concrete. We were like, yeah. dude, like you do kicks better than anyone else. Just do kicks. He's like, no, I'll jump off the top. We're like, holy shit. A little bit of awesome. trivia, a little bit of trivia. When Big 80s Donnie B before Phoenix Championship Wrestling and I promoted, my company was called Big Buck Promotions. And my very first show ever in 1995, I want to say, was at Tom's River High School East. And my main event was Sid Vicious versus Two Cold Scorpio. Now, Sid No showed us, and there's a whole story about that, which is hilarious. But actually, at the last minute, we had a sub Doug Gilbert in here. So it wound up being Doug Gilbert versus Two Cold at Donnie. High School East. Yep. I never knew that. Did you know me and Todd Gordon booked Sid versus Scorpio for the PW title and really? they wrestled each other in, I want to say it would have been August or September. We called it Iron and Steel. We had an Iron Iron Man match, a steel cage match, and the main event for the title was Sid and Scorpio. It was awesome. I can't believe yeah, you tried I to book that. And I, what year did you do it? I did it in 95. It would have been 07. 07, I think. Oh, yeah. I was way ahead of my time. Come on, Manager. <laughs> well, that was the morning. Sid called me the morning of the show and told me that his sister died. And I found out he really? didn't have a sister. Yeah. It was, oh. it was a whole story behind it with Kasadi and Yokozuna and Carluzo. We'll tell it one night because it's absolutely, unbelievably hilarious. But that's, that's for another cool. night. Yes. Remind me about that. So, real quick, the uh, cause update are create a wrestler. So, Overall ratings, the Legacy Backseats have a 92, JP Grayson a 90, Tommy an 88, Donnie an 85. Whoa, oh. I, you know, I don't know if that's good, but I think it's a little low. Is that good? I don't know. Is 85 it's good? good. It's a I'll B. take a B plus. At 51, and the, wait, this incantation, like current day Donnie B, 85, I'll take yeah. that. You shitting me? I'll take that. At 51 yeah. and half crippled. I'll take that. Oh, can I say yeah. crippled anymore? Is that is that allowed? I don't know. Is that a bad word? But uh, fifty one and, and messed up. I'll take that. Is that yeah. going to spark some uh, rivalry between the Graysons? Not being the exact same number there. Oh, I'm sure it will. Yeah, they're brothers. <laughs> Good. I mean, they they've been competing since day one. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, Graysons. Let me tell you something. They're awesome. They had a killer weekend i couldn't be prouder like i'm glad they're not here because i wouldn't say this in front of them they'll probably watch it later but who cares um donnie to see them at the arena and working with with gotch and english the way they did and with pros donnie it just i don't know how to explain it it was just special and it i almost cried like gotch got on the microphone and quoted my words back to me from my unf unbelievable match which i almost passed out like what so they knew who you were yeah Wow. I'm telling you, all these guys know, bro. Whenever you like tell me these stories about like uh Mike Santana or these other guys like that are like know you and you were shocked by it. I'm like, what the fuck did you think these guys did in the 90s and early 2000s? They watched you guys. The same way these guys now, like on the indies, are watching the Graysons and this and that. 10, 15 years from now, they're gonna say, I saw you guys. That's you guys were the cream of the crop at the level of independent wrestling that all these kids that broke in the business that are around today. You were the motherfucker. You were the guys they were watching. You and Bernie, you and Trent, and some of these other guys. That's why when you, when you you act surprised when these guys know who you are and shit. And I told you when you walked in the locker room, it was like a deity walked in. All these people came up to me like, "Is that Tony Cashmere, bro? You have a lot more reverence than you think. You just don't realize it because you're you're not a mark for yourself. 
which is great. That's what I love about you. You're so humble. You don't really realize it. But uh, these guys, they all know you, bro. You know, thank you. And speaking of humble, I got a story for you guys. So I'm standing at the table with uh, the Golden Era uh, signing autographs at the convention, right? Guy comes up to me, older man, gentleman talking to me, asked me how long I'm in the business. We're talking. I'm showing him stuff about the company, blah, blah, blah. He, I said, I started in 98. He says, wow, you've been wrestling a long time. Asked me all kinds of questions. So, okay, great. Thanks for talking. Shakes my hand. He says, uh, nice to meet you. Steve Kern, great talking to you. Bonnie, I almost fell. Wow. I talked to Steve Kern for 10 minutes, not knowing who the hell he was because I didn't recognize him without his beard. Yeah, he looks a little different. Said, Steve Kern. I was shaking his hand. My knees went numb. I almost fell. I went. I mean, at one I time, the man was the head of FCW. He was the head of the developmental. I had an awesome Dude. chat with him at the one FCW show. I randomly went to some house show in like 2013. Like couldn't have been a nicer, more talkative dude, but yeah, like didn't have to. And be. Who was, was I just walking in, whatever, like literally yeah. just to watch the show and something, but I was very impressed. So yeah, like, that's awesome. Me, I couldn't believe it immediately, Donnie, as I'm talking to him, my mind's going through the last five minutes going, was I disrespectful? Was I not nice? Did I say anything wrong? And I'm like, okay, good. I'm, I'm good. I said, brother, the gator breaker. I used to think as a kid, you really would do that if a gator attacked you. <laughs> I used to be like, dude, a gator attacks me. I know what to do. You know what I mean? Because of the gator breaker. Donnie, Can you bring that back, he, please? Yeah. He used to spit a dip on people's chest after he pinned them. Do you remember that? Yeah. Great gimmick. We're still talking about it. Goddamn 40 years, 35, 40 years later, whatever. Skinner. Think about right. that. How many gimmicks you really right. talk about 30 years later? Well, the mm -hmm. reason I idolize him so much is the fabulous ones. Yeah, exactly. How I mean, I mean it's, it's crazy that that's what oh god dude. We talk about tag teams like I hope we someday we could recreate that era just with like the LOD, yeah. the fabulous ones, the midnights, the R and R. Just think of that, dude. If you guys if you could if you guys could somehow tap into that and try to recreate something like that, man, hmm. no In one's been 80s, able to do it. All my friends were the road warriors for uh Halloween or demolition every year. Undertaker. You know, it was it was like a religion around here. They're gimmicks, you know? bro. Yeah. But man, Steve Kern, the way talking to him and the stuff he was saying, telling me stories about going to high school with Hulk Hogan and Ed Leslie. Really? I said, Dude, we got it. Yeah. I said, would you by any chance let me exchange numbers with you? He says, yeah. He hands me his phone. I put it in. I write Johnny Cashmere and send it to him. I'm like embarrassed by my own name almost. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what do I say? Mark giving me a work name. <laughs> <laughs> but he said he said he will come on here and talk to us because he just wrote a book and he wants to talk about it. That's so, awesome, bro. Definitely. You know, I know. I can't wait. I can't wait. And he was just at uh, Jack Sabbath's Wrestling Universe store. You know who he was with, Donnie? He was with Eric Ooh. Sims. Really? Sorry it to hear seems, that. No. Sims had Whatever. him and uh, Tony Atlas in. Really? Tony mm -hmm. Atlas? Huh. Tony worked the show Saturday. So did Crowbar and so did Trax. I got to meet Trax. Who Great did Tony guy. Atlas work? Trax. Get the fuck out of here. What do you mean? Yeah. Like in a match one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah, open a match. Uh-huh. What? Arena. Yeah. There's no way that could have been good. Trax is awesome. Trax deserves like... A star in there with him. Not I'm not knocking Tony Atlas. He's a name, but what the hell it's did they old. do? I didn't watch a lot of it, but yeah, they, uh, they, were, they worked him out. Tony was over well, too. I got it, dude. He was over. I'm not saying he's not over. I'm just saying yeah, 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 maybe legend versus legend or something. But I wouldn't put. That's just me. But I wouldn't put tracks against. Tracks is awesome, dude. Tracks yeah. another one of those guys that get like he looks the part. He could have a breakout 2024. I hope so because Jerry's just a great guy, great human being, deserves 
a something. Keep an yeah. eye. If, yeah, man. Trax is awesome, bro. I love Trax. Yeah, and he's in Philly now. Oh, really? He's local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Donnie, the problem is I want to use everyone. I want to I do know. a Frank Goodman 16-match show, and I still don't. Uh, no, you got to resist the urge, bro. You have to resist the urge. Everyone's going to be your friend. Everybody loves you as much as you book them, but you have to keep it tight. That's six, yeah. seven matches maybe. You can't have 45 people on the show and all that shit. Like, I just, you're going to water down your product. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you another question, Donnie. I think we were talking about this earlier, not to change the subject, but real quick. Who are some of the better current promoters? I like personally, and this is nothing against any promoter. I prefer to work for wrestlers. I love working for wrestlers for some reason. I just do. Um, are you talking like mainstream, like not Vince and Tony Khan and stuff, right? Like, no, like who's still around? Like, obviously, in the day, you'd say Dennis Carluzzo, Jim Kettner were some of the best. Bill Barons, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, the kid, uh, G, uh, Brett Lauderdale, GCW. Lauderdale, yep. I think oh, he's yeah. the best in the United States. He's the only one that I could think of off the top of my head that has created a sustainable source of revenue for wrestlers on a regular basis to go and provide income for their families. That I, mm -hmm. I don't know jack shit about his operation. I don't know him. I've never talked to him. But I don't think. Um, well, maybe I have. But I mean, promoters choose to book their like Jordan Oliver's uh, on a poster, and it says GCW's Jordan Oliver when they. There you go. Him. I'm just talking from a promotional aspect. From what I see, uh, I would put Danny McDevitt up there. Corporal Punishment. Danny's been around forever, like longer than I even was. But I would say him. Uh, I don't know who the guy is that runs that Limitless Limitless Wrestling up in Maine. They seem to be pretty big, and they get their word out pretty good. Uh, that Rev Pro is that Sammy Callahan's thing out in the Midwest? Runs, I think uh, Revolver. Revolver. That's what I'm thinking of. They seem to be pretty good. Um, what about those? Uh, is it the Pro Pro Gorillas, Pro Wrestling Gorillas? They still around? They seem to be. They. I don't they, know. they that yeah, was big for a little bit. I think they're doing some kind of a hiatus right now. Okay, um, but. I, I mean, like I said, that's just off the top of my head. I would say Danny. I'm sure Brett, Danny, uh, whoever runs. Oh, what's the name of the guy who runs? Uh, I tell you what, the guy who runs uh, WrestleCade. Is it Tracy Myers? Is that his name? I think it's Tracy Myers, correct? Doesn't who runs that? Every well. November, they do that giant thing down in North Carolina, the big uh, convention, WrestleCade, I think it's called. Yeah. yeah. I think his name is Tracy Myers, if I'm correct. He's a hell of a promoter because that guy runs that deal like a four day thing with like, thousands of people at it and shit it looks awesome so my hat's off to him um and i don't know the rest of them but no, um, obviously gabe and and lou lou d'angeli from impact lou does he's running lou he works for impact i didn't even know that yeah i'm, I'm i don't want to blow up his deal i don't know if it's a kpa but uh but oh. lou as far as i know uh is one of the promoters for impact oh i didn't know that i yep. didn't know that um, mm -hmm. Channing Decker just worked for Impact. He's going to be wrestling Luke at our show. Actually, Channing did Impact and ROH, and I think they aired the same day, right? Is that what yeah, happened? Yeah, like the same time. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the Rick Roots That's awesome, spot. bro. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Raph, Ra Raphael. Morphe. What's his last name? Yeah, him. He's a, hell of a he's a building guy. He's a promoter, too. He's got to worry about promotion. And for AEW, he, he definitely does a great job finding the buildings and promoting, Um, I think. I don't yeah, know him. I've heard a lot of good dude, things. He's a really good dude. I, I think he, yeah. like, he, he does a really good job of making those connections with people and stuff. And That's the key as a, a promoter, man. Yep, yeah. is the is your relationships with the guy who sets up the chairs in the building to local radio and TV. All that stuff's important, man. 
Because when you pick up the phone, you go, hey, is this Rob Sanderson? I got a show coming up next month. I need a couple guys on your local radio or a, a feature in the paper, whatever it is. Anything that helps get the word out, man. The more you can get the free, the more it is for me. That was always my uh, motto as a promoter. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That's a good one. The more you get for free, the more money there is for everybody at the end of the night. You know, and a lot of times people will be willing to help. You, you just got to ask. It might involve just literally walking into a business and say, hey, can I leave these cards here? Or, hey, do you have any spot on your – hey, uh, this is Big 80s Donnie B. I'm a promoter. We're doing a big event, blah, blah, blah. Do you have any space on your morning show next weekend? We'd like to give away three pairs of tickets if I can come on and talk about the show. They might yeah. – one out of every ten might agree, but you ain't going to know until you try. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, we got some great people handing out stuff for us. I got to say in the chat, Tara said I already handed out half of the Spoke Flyers. Um, thank you, Tara, for doing that. And rap boy Chris Gorish is walking around Columbus Farmers Market in an elf suit in 20 degree weather handing out our flyers. God bless you. And thank you so much. You That's guys so awesome. And like you said, today is one week from Christmas. I said this a few weeks ago. If anyone's out there and are listening to this, tickets make an awesome gift. It's awesome. You bought all the toys and all the other shit, but get a set of tickets to Spo Wrestling. Put it in your kid's stocking. They will pull it out on Christmas and go, what is this? And they'll say, oh, my God, this is awesome. And it's just a chance. If It's not the ticket. It's what the ticket symbolizes. It symbolizes that you're making a promise to those members of your family to spend time with them at a dedicated event that they might like the following weekend. So you know you could look at that and say, cool, I'm going to go with my dad or my mom next week. We're going to spend a few hours. This is awesome. That's what the ticket represents to me when I see the physical ticket in my hand. So get those tickets. And if you can't get to the show, like I said, buy a few, donate them. I'm sure over the course of the next week or so, Johnny and them, they'll be giving some tickets out to families in need. Imagine being a family in need and waking up on Christmas and seeing an envelope with some tickets in it that were donated to you. Um, that'd be awesome, dude. So Thanks. That's, that's, yeah, man. That's that's what I think. I appreciate that, man. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, honestly, like I can't say enough good about back seats this weekend. Uh, Donnie, it was a breakthrough weekend. Um, I told him it's, you know, when the girls gave us money, me and Trent, we didn't expect that. You know, I looked at it like Mount St. Helens. There was just enough build up pressure that it had to explode some way. And they expressed it by giving us dollars. I don't think dollars are going to be the new guy's thing. I think it's going to be something else and it hasn't happened yet. And I think they're getting that energy and that pressure build up where it's got to blow out the side soon and something unique is going to come of it. That's how I feel. Like it just sort of feels that. And the reason I named this episode history rhymes is because of that. You know, they say history doesn't repeat it rhymes, you know, yeah, like we, that's went cool, man. The, we go back to the arena on Saturday as backseat next generation. We go back to CZW the very next day as backseat the next generation. I mean, that, coincidence to me is just signposts on the side of the road saying you're going the right way so awesome dude because other than the midnight express i have never seen or heard of a team doing what you did with the back seats another incantation or another version other than like the min the original midnights and the, the you know all that i've never seen like the new road warriors or anything like that i know they did with uh with um draws but but like what you guys did especially on the indie level Never seen it before. Never heard of it. I don't think it's ever been done, which I think is so cool. I'm a huge fan of innovation. Uh, I think it's awesome, man, what you Thanks. guys are doing. 
I Thanks really to do. My boy, my boy Jonathan here, who's actually the guy that does my car for me. I grew up with this, this my brother since I was a kid. He even said Columbus is probably the best place to hand out flyers because so many wrestling fans go there. There's so many wrestling action figure tables there and stuff. It's pretty neat. I mean, and that's the kind of place that it, when it gets warm out, maybe in the summer, you do a deal with them to do a couple of live events. Yep. There I you go, talked. bro. And I want to yep. get a table there too, because on Thursdays and Sundays, it's like having a storefront for a few hours, get there the word go. out, put up a banner, a TV with our clips and sell tickets yep. and, you know, there you go. Cast, but you know, yeah. I, you know, the way Burlington's coming together and helping is great. Um, fun for the whole family. Tara said I had to give my dollars on Saturday to JP and Tommy Grayson. So we did get some dollars. It was nice. So sweet. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, this has been fun, gentlemen. And I hope everybody has a good Christmas season before we wrap it up. Johnny, what, what would you like to give either myself or Rob as, as if you could give us anything for Christmas, what would it be? I'm going to say, I'm going to give you my heartfelt thank you, first of all, for all that you've given me, including oh. from the Backseat Boys to day one. And you also sent me to Gary Wolf to train. And every, everything that I am is it. the germ started from you. The sickness I have, the germ I got from you. <laughs> so thank you for that. And Rob, thanks for everything you've been doing, man. All the graphics that you've been making, the time you put out of your schedule to do things like this, you know, and you're great at it. You know how many people tell me, yo, that guy Rob's really good. I swear to God, I'm not making that up. People say that. No, I, I, uh, you know me. I would tell you to your face or off air, that guy's the shits. But uh, there's been two or three people I've met since my reintroduction into the business a few years ago. And uh, Rob's right there, man. If I was starting, if I hit the lottery tomorrow and decided for some lapse of better judgment that I was going to get back into as a full-time promoter, my first hire along with Shane as far as my commentary team would be the guy sitting right there, Rob Sanderson. 100%. I have zero reason to Thank lie you. about it. Yeah, man. I think he's awesome. Yep. And I have that picture of you when you were 17. I got to find it and show it on here. People are going to laugh to see me and you together when we were like kids. Oh, I got to see that. Yeah. Don't show mine from when I was 17. I, want, it's in I black just wonder and white. how bad my hair is. Yeah. <laughs> There's At a least lot of... you still have it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> quite studious. His hair was quite studious. <laughs> so I we kept our viewers. I'm happy we kept our viewers. Thanks for staying, everybody. Uh, we're going to get some interviews going this week. Tickets are at SpoWrestling.com. Check us out on Instagram all week. And don't forget this Friday, when you see me live on Instagram, it's because Christina Marie will be tattooed live. I told her she's got to do a, her hair like uh, Princess Leia. And we say, Princess Christina uh, visits Tatooine. And I'll Ooh, put that And I guess yeah. next week, maybe we could do a end of year wrap up kind of thing with the biggest stories of the year or something, and maybe some predictions for 2024. That could be kind of cool. Uh, awesome. maybe we'll do that next week. Yep. Next Saturday, next Monday is uh, Christmas. We got to go on the road to, um, Greek town. So we probably won't do one Monday, but nah, we'll we can record when you get back or whatever, but let's yeah. enjoy the holiday. Enjoy yep. Christmas. Have fun with your family guys. I know my kids are soaked for it. Um, we're going to have a great time and we'll talk to everybody. Well, I will. When, uh, we see you again on here. Ho, ho. Absolutely. Merry F Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Ho, ho, F and ho.